0: Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast.
1: (laughs) Taz Jim and Devin Peacock here. uh, We've been drinking. It's the Don't Drink and Drive Show. Don't drink and drive. Have fun. We're not saying don't have fun. Absolutely. Have a great time. Just don't be a dumb dumb. Uh, And the line that seems to have stuck out with a lot of listeners there is uh, earlier when we were talking about uh, transportation home. If you can afford to go to a bar and spend $120 or $30, $40, whatever it is, to drink, Mm -hmm. you know, like people don't think about spending money when they're at the bar, but then they get outside and it's like, okay, well, it's going to cost me an extra 20 bucks for a diamonds designated drivers or 10 bucks to take a cab. And all of a sudden their wallet tightens up for some reason. Yeah. It's just the dumbest logic that's possible.
2: Yeah, $15 versus $10,000 sounds right. like a pretty obvious choice. And even even $10 versus over the, the course of 10 years would only be, I don't know, don't $120. Even, don't even
3: give yourself the option of making the choice. If you're going to go out and have a couple beers with your friends and you're going to have a good time, yeah. great. Just take the cab, take an Uber, take LTC, whatever, and then when you're done yeah, at the if you night. You can't
1: trust yourself, that's yeah. the way to do it. Well, Don't you leave your car trust at home. Yourself,
3: just go and have a good time because sometimes, as we've shown, you can have a couple beers and you're still in the Warren range.
1: Devin Peacock, first time getting drunk on the Don't Drink and Drive show. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. What do you think of Gary Bettman? Oh boy.
3: <laughs> I uh you know what? I'm joking. I would, joking, lo- you, I would joking. love to fight. Gary Bettman, oh, yeah. right now, how much? I love
2: Gary Bettman, man.
1: <laughs> love oh no! Gary Here we <laughs> Gave go. Name me a better NHL commissioner NHL- every commissioner other than G- commissioner. Gary- Boom. Has every there, other there hasn't been Gary Bettman is a hero. He's the first the all, Gary Bettman.
3: Gary Bettman is a monster. Gary Bettman doesn't want to have He's the good NHL. Way. Play- <laughs> Me
2: right Go. Now. Why is he bad? Gary Bettman has, has saved. I am so the much, NHL. I am so
3: much bigger than you. Forget <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: NH- <laughs> if it wasn't for Gary Batman, the NHL would be would be stuck and, in any, a.
3: Any monkey could have come in and been the commissioner of the NHL and have like the the league take off. <laughs> the, the the league isn't where it is
1: because of Gary Batman Gary Bettman is where he is because of the league. Yes,
2: Jim Counterpoint. Okay, well here's the thing: Gary Bettman's been the best gosh darn guy, and he's trying to get us on the international stage. Okay, Dev. Oh, and, then and why this is, he is why we're us trying us to from
3: the international stage, but not having us on the Olympics, huh? 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 You tell me. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> he doesn't want us to be on the international stage. Okay, well, the His international <laughs> stage is Team Europe. Oh, Where to go, okay. Gear?
2: So your idea is to continue to play in North America and then just assume it's going to expand to My to the idea
3: Europe? is to go to 2022 Olympics and have NHL players playing on the best platform ever.
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, that's it. Stop. Before you guys forget that we are... Still on the radio. Oh, we are. I think it's time oh. to stop this discussion. This is a microphone. I had
2: no educated opinion. <laughs> Don't drink
1: and drive. Show. I hate Gary Bettman in the FM ninety six studios. So that we're going to have to air out uh, for the rest of the day because we've been drinking since five thirty this morning. The Taz Show. Don't drink and drive. Show. Taz, Jim, Devin, Peacock. We all started drinking at five thirty this morning. Jim's decided to go with a little bit of uh, ginger ale in his whiskey. It looks like. Just to slow things down a bit there. Well, I'm,
2: I don't want to go to the fridge and grab more ice right now, and I don't want to just drink straight whiskey. So,
1: uh, well, we've got danger. a we've got a whiskey expert in studio with us now. His name is Edward Holder. He is the <laughs> mayor of London. Can you guys believe the mayor showed up? Woo! There you go. Don't mind all the empty beer cans on the <laughs> ground, there, mayor.
0: Smells a little frothy in here.
1: <laughs> uh. Ed Holder, you
0: are a, you're a whiskey guy, I hear. Scotch particularly, but yes, I have a fairly serious collection. How many bottles in your collection would you say? Of different choices... Just a touch over 400. Holy. Holy. Sp- Where do you keep them? <laughs> well, see, if I told you that, I'd- <laughs> that'd be a very bad City thing. Hall right now. Yeah, no, they're not there, that's for sure. Would you like a whiskey? Is it too early for you? It's not that it's so early, but it's actually quite early. <laughs> Just that I'm driving, so I'm going to say thank you, no.
1: Fair that's, enough. That's the message this morning. If you're drinking, uh, plan ahead. Don't drive. That's what we're trying to get across here. Now, Mayor Ed Holder, I saw you last night at a great event. Golfer's Care out at uh, the Mercedes-Benz Benz dealership. Thanks to the Finch family. They're so generous with uh, with sponsoring that event. Didn't they do a job? We, we, we raised so much money. Can you believe it? A
0: record? Like, honest to God. I mean, it, it's Golfer's Care. And, of course, this cares. And this all goes towards the Business Cares food drive that actually Wayne, Wayne Dunn and I started 20 years ago. And uh, it was golfers' cares, and then they just morphed it into something beyond what we could have ever imagined. Yeah,
1: so it's Amazing. all golfers from uh, members of different courses in town. They come out and they bid on some great auction items, uh, like a trip to Chicago with Dave Boland on a private jet. Cool. Yeah, to go see a Blackhawks game. I doesn't think that, get better. That one went for like twenty grand. Holy. Yeah, I just got outbid on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for you. You yeah. were hiding in the corner there. It was. It was great though to see those hands. Going up during that auction, over one hundred and forty-one, uh, one hundred and forty-one thousand dollars raised last night, yeah. All which for the is food huge, bank.
0: isn't that insane? Yeah, it's, wow, that's about that's Londoners who care, and they happen to golf. Right. Maybe not well, but they happen to golf. In fact, they golf pretty well, a lot of them.
1: And, and, and that's the thing around this time of year, you think about you got it pretty good. The biggest concern in your life is, am I going to get a birdie on this hole? Yeah, you that's... know, you do what you can to give back to the community. Now, uh, we got something else going on here in town today. Uh, you got the honor of putting the last brick in Dundas Place, the Flex Street on Dundas earlier. Wasn't that the
0: exciting? Week. I got to tell you, so... Here, here, the the city folks. We've laid seven hundred thousand bricks, and uh, well, they they actually laid six hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine because I laid a brick. (laughs) I laid the last brick. It wasn't gold, but I laid the last brick. And uh, actually, Councillor Cayabaga, Ariel Cayabaga and I laid the last brick together. And I got to say, what a what, what. Finally, is what I yeah. want to say first. And uh, what a great job everybody did! And merchants are delighted. It's it's uh, it's it's great for our city.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm anxious to get out there and to support those merchants because they've been through a tough time. I, I hope did, talking to them, did you find a lot of them saw the light at the end of the tunnel with this project? Because now it looks absolutely fantastic. Well, in fact, uh, in the last week or ten days
0: before the final brick was uh, was laid on Monday uh, there were there the merchants because lots of the street was in part open at least to walking traffic and they were starting to seal and up Start to see already an uptick in business, and it's certainly our hope and expectation that uh, Londoners will come down to Dundas Street. These folks have been through a couple of years of tough times because construction will do that. It's our hope that on the other side of this, that uh, they'll see some pretty positive things, and uh, it's why we did something uh, to capture the the holiday season so that people could get down and uh, get down to Dundas Street and uh, and shop and shop and shop. Yeah, and what's the event this afternoon? What's going on? So Monday, we laid the last brick. We had the street temporarily... Well, actually, that was the final time it was formally closed off uh, until we laid the last brick, then opened it up to traffic. Today, for three hours, this afternoon, from 4 until 7 p.m., between Wellington and Richmond Street, we're closing the street down to invite people to come down to show off that this is a flex street, that on pretty quick notice, we can shut down the street... Open it back up again to, to vehicular and all sorts of other traffic, pedestrians, cyclists. But what we're doing is we're opening this up so that uh, we can get as many people downtown between 4 and 7. There's going to be music on the streets. Uh, there's going to be sales. There's going to be um, uh, buskers, uh, downtown cool. dollars, all sorts of things that make it matter. And it's going to be great.
1: I can't wait for, for the festivals. The festivals. Festival Oh, no. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Saz, <here>. Saz. <laughs> it is weird before 7 in the morning to be sitting here drinking a beer talking to the mayor on London. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> little surreal. Uh, but you can now, that entire street is going to be so amazing. In the summertime, having a festival where you can walk basically from Wellington right down to Budweiser Gardens will exactly. be incredible.
0: Well, look what we did even uh, in the short period with Jurassic Park when the Raptors took the international amazing basketball championship and yeah. we closed off the street there to uh, to celebrate so that people could watch the games on, uh, on the big screen at the end of the street. It was incredible that we could do that. And it's going to be that flexible, and that's how we're going to, that's how we're going to do this uh, throughout the year as circumstances warrant, and as merchants uh, look for it, we're going to close down the street as events happen, and then open it right back up again. It's, it's it's incredibly flexible.
1: Showing off Dundas Place here in London this afternoon between four and seven. Bring the family down, check it out. Maybe after that, head over to Victoria Park, check out the lights. The yeah. skating rinks are open outdoors here in London. It's a great time to be downtown. Uh, I, I see. Uh, ed holder mayor of london that you've brought us a little gift there what do you got
0: well it's actually uh not for me from my sweetheart because when she was hearing that i was going to hang out with uh, taz and jim and devon she wanted to um, to to remember you so uh you may know that uh, well you guys know that uh judith and my daughter claudia own uh, a few little retail businesses themselves not on dundas but at waterloo and oxford and they have uh, Razzle dazzle cupcakes. And, yeah, drive and
1: past it on my way home yeah. every day.
0: Yeah, you got to go into it though,
1: man. So <laughs> it's, temp- <the> <laughs> it's so tempting. The problem. I would, but it's on my way home every day. That's a that's well, a that's a habit to, that I do not need. Well, if you don't
0: if if if, if you don't go to the cup, cupcakes, the cupcakes of today come to you. <laughs> so we've got uh, we've got a, a bunch of cupcakes here and. Uh, and uh, this is really living proof that Taz and Jim have a face for radio because their, <laughs> their faces are on the cupcakes here and uh, that's pretty that's cool. We
2: do, now they're on the cupcakes and the beer.
1: Well, I That's think right. Our th- face is on the beer, too. Have you tried a Tasmania Golden Ale before? I have never. That. You guys. We'll send you home with some
0: there. We'll trade you some beer for some cupcakes. Well, listen, razzle-dazzle for Tasmanian beer. I think I like it a lot.
2: Razzle-tazzle. <laughs> Dazzle. <Yeah. down. laughs>
1: All good. That's great. And you can put anything in, in pictures. Well, almost anything. You can, but you can print pictures on, on cupcakes if people want to make a special order over the holidays. So well, I,
0: I certainly will not do that. But uh, there are people that uh, in the bakery that, uh, that we have that... Uh, that would absolutely do, the, do that for you, Jim,
1: and Taz. Cool. Well, Dundas Place, check it out this afternoon. Mayor Ed Holder, you sure you don't want a shot before you leave? Well, I think uh, if I'm I want i a quick if one? I'm here
0: long enough, I'll, I'll take enough shots from you guys. So, <laughs> so I think it's probably time to depart. But listen, can I also say to all three of you, what you do matters. And the message you're sending today about not drinking and driving is huge. You can always find another way home, and there's so many options to do that. So thanks for caring as much as you do.
1: Just takes one bad decision to send your life on a path you don't want it to be on. So uh, plan ahead this holiday season. Mayor Ed Holder, thanks for stopping by the Don't Drink and Drive show. It's time for Jim Kelly to blow, and possibly this could cost you some high dough if you uh, fail your roadside uh, test here with the London police. They take you back to the station. Yeah, do the Intoxilizer. What is it? The five thousand we're working with. Oh, the eight thousand. The eight thousand. Yes. Wow, that's Holy three thousand more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it's good. Yeah. Um, so, Constable Amanda Dymock, come on over here to Jim Kelly, who's been drinking Gibson's finest all morning <laughs> since five thirty, and you are going to blow into that roadside device there, Jim. Nice deep go, go go keep going, keep going. Yep, you're good. Oh goodness.
2: I can feel the whiskey coming out of me as I'm blowing. I by can the way. too. <laughs> it feels hot. <laughs> so it's analyzing. It. It's still going. Oh, it uh, it's not good.
3: In,
1: so he failed. Uh oh. goodness. Yes. That's a full fail. So he you're failed. Jim's going back to the uh, the yeah. police station to blow into the big one. would
3: be arresting him and
1: transporting him. Somewhere. And how would you do that? <laughs> Handcuffed? Yes, sir. <laughs> so so you like, cool? No, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 you idiot! So if you, but if you, if you blow a fail, you're getting put in handcuffs and put in the back of a police car, no matter who you are or who or who you think you are, Jim. Kelly. <laughs> I
2: would never. I'd just be like, okay, a little tighter. No, you know who I am. <laughs>
3: Come on. Yeah. So in in this case here, the, uh, Jim's car would also be seized for seven days immediately, hmm. um, and regardless, uh, he'd have a ninety day. Uh, automatic license suspension. Once he provided that same sample on the intoxilizer, eight thousand back at the station.
1: I feel like there's a 60-40 chance Jim's going to get arrested this morning without getting into
2: it. <laughs> we invited
1: them here. Whoops. Okay, uh, we were talking about the numbers and Constable Brad. Yo, you were saying that uh, there's been disappointing numbers here in London, Ontario, this year when it comes to impaired uh, driving.
3: There, there has been. Uh, we are at uh, two hundred and eighty-eight as of today for uh, people that have been arrested and charged for impaired driving, uh, whether that be by alcohol
1: and or drug. So that's one a day, basically, over the year almost. And when we we said that number for the first time on the air this morning, we got a phone call from a woman named Janet, and this is what she had to say.
4: I am a drunk driving survivor.
1: Uh, By that, do you mean you you were charged with driving drunk?
4: No, I survived being hit head-on by a drunk driver December 15, 2005.
1: Oh, my God.
4: And I still have injuries to this day. And I heard you talking to the police officer, who are my heroes. I go to the schools, I talk to the kids. And I think it's not only alcohol, it's also marijuana, which is legal, you want to do it, fine, but, you know, don't get behind the wheel. It has affected my life. It cost me my career, my health. I take more medications than my 82-year-old mother, and I'm only 47.
1: It must be pretty disappointing to hear uh, the London police give the stats and say that there's...
4: I'm pissed off. ...over 200 people
1: that have been uh, nabbed for it, huh?
4: Why? Like, I'm so pissed off, and... Kids are smarter, and if they kill somebody, there was a guy uh, not too long ago um, killed three people, two little boys, and got eight years but was out in four years.
1: Yeah. And what were you doing? Were you, you were, what time of day was it? You were just walking down the street?
4: It, no, it was, I was driving. I was alone in my car. I was just driving home from work. 10 days before Christmas at about 5.30 in the afternoon. Oh, my God. And this truck hit me straight head on. Ugh. It was the most devastating thing that's ever happened to me. And the fact that I found this out, because, like, when I found out he was in it added a whole new level. Because I'm a victim of crime. It's a crime to drink and drive. People don't seem to get that. Yeah, I'm I'm somebody's mother. I'm somebody's daughter. I have a flipping <laughs> twin sister. Sorry, <laughs> I get so mad. That's
1: okay. I understand. Her. I'd be I'd be, be sorry too.
4: Like I am. So many people. What right do they have to drink and get behind the wheel of a? like a tank basically it's like putting a gun in the arms of a child
1: It's something that you think you can get away with and it just takes that one time for you not to get away with it and you could end your life you could end someone else's life change your life change someone else's a complete stranger change their life they forever don't
4: realize the, and I feel like justice is a weird word because I went through the criminal justice system and I felt kind of victimized all over again he got 45 days in jail
1: that's crazy
4: and he got to serve it on weekends i don't give a damn how much he paid in legal fees so he should you know yeah like mm. who who were there to pay my medical bills when they weren't covered by ohip or the insurance company i had to battle with you know like i feel i'm the one who got the life sentence I turned my mess into a message. I go into the schools. I talk to the young kids. I have done some work with Mothers Against Drunk Drivers and Arrive Alive. There's programs called Keys Please, where people will pick you up. Yeah, and, drive and your car we home. have
1: we have multiple services like Diamonds Designated Drivers that will drive your car home for you in and the city it. of London. Some cities don't have that option.
4: No, and this is what also kicks me off is that I feel during this season, London Transit should allow impaired people on their buses free of charge,
2: but they don't. Or it's they- only three bucks too. get on a You know what I mean? Like, get off your wallet. You should be accountable for
1: your actions. If you're if you're gonna if you can spend money at a bar and get drunk, you yeah. can spend three dollars to get home.
4: I have I have two brothers that work on TTC. And if they see somebody that's drunk, that's doing the right thing at least, yeah, you know, go wait, like, get on, you know, like, come on. What
1: what is your name? Do you mind if I ask your name? My name's Janet. Janet, uh, I just want to say, I I know people listening right now, like, hearing your story, we talk about how important it is to plan ahead and and to not drink and drive. But hearing your story this morning takes it to the next level. And I think that people listening who may consider driving home after a couple drinks uh, may think of you this weekend, this holiday season, for the rest of their lives. And they may make the right decision. So thank you for
4: for sharing the story.
1: I truly believe what you're doing is important, spreading the message and letting people know it really is one stupid decision. And the, the rest of your life or someone else's life is changed forever because you didn't want to spend 15 bucks on a cab.
4: Now he understands, but I got robbed of, like I said, my career, my motherhood, and trying to put it all back together. There's no handbook for that. Woo! Ow! Let's party. Ow! Ow!
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's another, there's <laughs> another beer. Boss Brad is finally here. He just came in to check on us, so... According to the uh, rules of the, uh, no, the drinking we gotta, game, we got to take a no. sip of our
2: drinks here, all guys. Right. Gotta. <sighs> I gotta say, this Gibson's—it's good stuff. Refreshing. Huh?
1: If you're wondering what the heck is going on, you're just tuning in. It's the annual "Don't Drink and Drive" show here. This is where we drink alcohol all morning long. London police are in studio. Constables uh, Amanda Dymock and Brad Yo are here, and uh, we, Dev and I, have already blown. Ro- uh, Roadside warnings. Yes. Road, roadside roadside, roadside warnings. Do you warning. ask wabbit? War- <laughs> <laughs> <A> roadside warning. <laughs> and Jim has had a complete fail, so he's getting taken back to the station. We'll get him to blow into the brig, the brig and tox. <laughs> oh
2: no! The uh, the
1: intoxilizer. <laughs> here we go. It's it's happening here, folks. Jim will blow coming up in about uh, five or six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. (laughs) Uh, We just had, and again, I want to say thank you to Janet, who just called us and gave us the perspective of a person who has been hit by a drunk driver, just randomly driving, almost almost Christmas time, driving home at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, was hit head on by a drunk driver, and her life has never been the same. And we've got another caller here who wanted to say a few words about that. Go ahead, you're on the air.
2: Hi, Taz and Jim. Um, I'm just calling about your drinking and driving.
1: mm mm-hmm.
2: Um, I have tears rolling down my eyes. Um, I feel bad for Janet because I was, um, two years ago, I, I was um, drinking and driving and I got a DUI. And uh, it sure makes you aware and uh, realize that I could have done that to her or somebody else or myself, and I um it, it, it has changed my life. Yeah. And yeah. It,
1: well, it, I've I've heard, and I'm sure the London police have heard from people that say getting pulled over, getting taken to the radio station, and being charged with DUI was probably one of the best things that could have happened to them. Because yeah. you think of the road that they could have gone down, literally, and, yeah. you know, they, if they took somebody's life, then you're done. Your your life's done.
2: Yeah, so I'm just calling to say that um, it's not worth it. Take an Uber, take a taxi, or don't go out. <laughs> um, so I feel for Janet, and... Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's cost me um, uh, a lot of uh, relationship problems. Um, um, it cost me over $15,000 to get back on track and all this. Like, it's more, there's more to just getting pulled over and having $2,000 fines. I was put in jail, I, you know, and I'm not, I and mean, I am a business owner and I'm, I'm a good person, but it doesn't matter. It takes one stupid mistake to ruin yourself or somebody else in danger. So I'm just calling um, to say that, you know, it's not worth it. And um, I learned my lesson and uh, I love your show. (laughs) My son and I watch it or listen to it. Every day, all day. So love you guys, and thank you, thank you to all the police.
1: Well, it's it's courageous to call in, and from that standpoint, you don't get a lot of people coming forward saying, hey, hardest thing to do is admit when you've made a mistake, and, and it sounds like you truly do regret the decision you made on that day you got uh, charged with uh, driving impaired.
2: I sure did. So have a good day. <laughs> don't drink and drive.